Welcome to Joe Meyer's podcast with Talking with Joe Meyer. Welcome to another episode, everybody. Thank you for joining me. And, you know, thinking about what we're going to talk about today, you know, there's a lot that's been going on, you know, uh, in the world and my own personal life. So I want to take this time to to kind of go over that and shoot the breeze a little bit and then and maybe go into some really more serious topics, you know. So, you know, so how's everyone going out today, you know? Hopefully everyone's doing well as we are into the weekend and another week in lockdown due to COVID-19. So it's just the weeks turn into more weeks, turn into more months. And before you know it, we're going to be end of the year, right? And it's going to be, well, what happened to 2020? It's gone. And I think like with the, the whole count, cancel, culture, cancel culture going on right now is that, hey, you know what? We're going to cancel 2020, right? Can we get this year back? Probably not. You know. So it's important to, to know that, hey, you know what? Obviously, the pandemic is not going to end anytime soon, um, really until we start getting a vaccine. And that probably won't be beginning until next year sometime. So we're going to continue to be on lockdowns. We're going to continue to have spikes. We're going to continue to have those around us not wearing masks. Those who feel that they don't give a shit about, you know, if others get sick and we are infringing on their constitutional rights, forcing them to wear a mask, right? So that's the whole consensus, really, right? So um, we, ha- we see a lot of Karens out there. And Karens are referring to people who basically bitch and scream about how we're forcing them to wear a mask. And many times they make these spectacles of themselves in supermarkets, stores, in public, crying and yelling and, and cussing up a storm and, and, and just, you know, really showing who their true selves are out there, right? You know, just the, the hate uh, and everything that's going through them. So it's unfortunate, but that's kind of where we're 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 at right now. Is that you know if you go on social media, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, I'm sure you, you see a lot of that, and it, it kind of ticks me off, you know, because I don't really want to see that. Um, although it's a reality, people want to post it online. That's their right, you know. I can just scroll by and not listen, um, but but or not watch. Excuse me, but you know. Some of these people on there, you know, act crazy, you know, and, and, you know, it, it's not, in my opinion, it's not justified, you know, to wear a mask, right? Um, so it's really like, my opinion is, they don't give a damn about me. You know, they don't give a damn if they're spreading COVID and I get it and I get sick and die. You know, what's, it's not their problem if I get, it's, it's my problem, right? Yeah, except they're the ones who are spreading it, you know. Um, they are negligent in doing that. And people want to believe the lies, right? That, oh, no, it's not really that bad. People still calling it the flu. People still saying that it's it's just a, you know, it's not really a big deal. Yeah, I, I'd like to tell the over 120,000 people who had passed away so far due to COVID-19 in the United States. Yeah, go go tell their families that it's not no big deal, right? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I really like you to speak to, to somebody who their mom died or their dad just died or both mom and dad died, their uncle died, their sister died, their brother died. You know, every a lot of people dying in families that they come home and they everybody gets sick and they pass away, you know? So that's kind of where we're at in this country, right? Along with... Um, the hate that's spreading, the racism that's spreading, um, the white supremacy that's spreading, everything continues to spread, right? And it's just getting worse. And we're, we're a country on the brink of destruction. And people are obviously upset. People are scared, fearful, and mad as hell. And, um, you know, we're, we're only going to 
see things that are going to get worse over time. You know, people think that's just the beginning, that we're never going to get a pandemic again. Oh, we'll get another one. We're never going to see riots again. Obviously, we're going to see those. We're never going to see um, destruction again, people protesting again. Yeah, we're all going to see that again and over and over again. You know, it's because people are fed up. People are tired of being treated like garbage. People are tired of being stigmatized, of being put down, of feeling like they have no value in this world, you know. Now, as a Christian man and a family, you know, I I know that this world is going to hell. You know, it, it is. And although we like to say, well, you know, hopefully in time it'll get better, it's probably not going to get better. You know, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist. It's probably going to get a lot worse, but it's all what we make it, right? If we choose to spread hate, if we choose to spread anger out there because we're fed up and then we go out and hate on other people and it's continuously adding on to, uh, um, to that culture, then yeah, it is going to get worse, you know? I mean, love and peace is definitely something we should be striving for, you know, not going out there and hating our fellow man, right? But I'm going to be honest, it's not easy, you know? Um, I don't hate anybody, but there's things I do hate, you know? Um, I do hate our culture, you know? Um, I do hate the fact that we have hate and racism in this country and the world, and we're not um, the only countries that deal with this, you know? But... It's just getting worse. You know, prejudice is a huge factor in here. How people are raised, you know. People are now raising their kids to hate. You know, and I know that's nothing new. But yeah, more and more people are, are raising their kids to hate, right? So, one of the interesting things is that, you know, I like to dialogue with people on Facebook. Especially those fellow Christians who are Trump supporters, right? And these are the people that make me mad. Now, and I don't hate them. They're supposed to be Christians, but in my opinion, they're they're freaking blind as hell. You know, and they're they're lost, you know. And people will probably say as a Christian that, "Hey, Joseph, maybe you're the one who's lost, right? Maybe you're the one who should be following Trump for for the things he's doing for their for their our Christian brothers and sisters out there, man. He is really working on the agenda of the Christians, right? He's really trying to eliminate abortion. He's really trying to have a relationship with Jerusalem. Um, he's really trying to protect our religious freedoms. That's all great and all, you know? That That's great, you know? But he doesn't, he doesn't represent Christians. He is a man who is put there in our country by people who voted for him. I didn't vote for him, but his religious base did. And, you know, we like to say, I like to call them a cult, you know, because that's what they are. They live off his words. They live off what he's trying to do. And they will basically walk off the cliff with him, you know, uh, on what they're doing. So I am not that stupid, okay? And as a Christian, I understand that God's in control. God is. And so one of the areas that I really like to focus on is, I don't know, I guess I like to poke and prod some of these Trump-supporting Christians on, on you know, uh, Facebook. And maybe you could say I troll them a little bit um, because they're morons. They're idiots. I'm sorry. I know they're my fellow Americans, but, and, and, I don't consider them Christians, even though others will say, yeah, they, you know, they, they love Christ and they love God and Jesus. And yeah, that's, that's wonderful and all if they do. Um, but, but their character and what they represent does not represent, in my opinion, what Christ represents. Okay. Christ represents love, peace, loving your fellow man, man and woman, child, and not, not, forgetting how to treat children. So what I mean by that is that we have a problem in this country with detention centers. 
And especially with Trump, he has increased that. Now, I'm not saying that he started it. Obviously, there was a point with Obama where he created detention centers. He created cages. Um, But from my own knowledge, it wasn't to the extreme that it was today. Now, that doesn't make it right. You know, for whatever purpose that Obama did to create those kind of systems in place was not right either. And I don't agree with that. Now, I don't know. I don't work in government. I don't know the solutions that they had before them as far as trying to, you know, what to do in cases when kids came into this country um, undocumented. Okay. And there, there has to be a solution because you obviously can't just let them roam free. You have to hold them somewhere temporarily. Uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's no, there, there's no system set up in place to do that. But we are supposed to be the best country, one of the best countries in the world. And we can't think of a way to how to treat kids better, right? We can't put together a system how to make sure that kids are protected and adults are treated with dignity who are trying to come here to this country. And one of the things that pisses me off, to be honest, is that, you know, you have a lot of people who who are Trump supporters and people who are Republicans who actually want to justify treating people poorly, putting them in cages, um, treating them like trash because they came over here legally when... Um, that's a civil violation. Okay. I'm not, I'm not condone. I'm not saying that it's not right. Obviously there's people who came over here, you know, to try to come over the border, for instance, try to get a better life. They got caught and that's part of it. You know, um, they in creating an infraction against themselves and coming to this country. Um, I'm not blaming their, them, as far as the people trying to make a better life because of where they're coming from is horrible conditions to what we have here. People from here honestly will never know in most cases what it means to live in those kind of countries. And I'm talking about Mexico, Central America, Africa, India. Um, those are just China even. You know, some of those countries have horrible standards of living. And the people coming here, trying to come here, are just coming for a better life. And sometimes it's easy to say, well, yeah, why don't they just come over here legally? Yeah, get a visa. Um, come over here like like everyone else does. Um, it, it's not always that easy, you know. People have to wait, obviously. Getting a visa to the United States, especially from Central America, is one of the hardest things to do. You know why? Because, in my opinion, the United States actually has a bias against that country. You know, they don't want people from that country coming here. You know why? Because it's a poor country. Because there are many people who are not very educated um, that come here for a better life and to work um, jobs that no one wants to do, but they still don't want them here. You know, that is one of the reasons they put restrictions on certain countries to come here. And I think that's one of the reasons Central America, South America, certain countries, Latin America countries. But, you know, you don't see that problem with other countries many times, sometimes like from the UK, um, Europe, um, you know, other countries who, who are, you know, I don't know, white maybe, (laughs) you know, I think racism definitely has a part in it. You know, I'm not saying, you know, oh, we're, you know, we, I, I believe in my heart that we have racist tendencies in this country towards other countries. And the reason why we feel that way towards other countries is because um, many times those who come from other countries who are not as well developed as our country, sometimes, you know, they bring things to our country, issues, you know, problems that are difficult to solve, you know, trying to solve poverty, for instance, trying to give resources. And we already have a problem in this country with trying to provide resources to our own people. Look at, look at um, um, the homeless, for instance, veterans who are homeless, you know, kids, women are homeless and we have a major homeless problem in this country, right? 
And that's a big issue that we haven't been able to solve, right? Now, the only difference is, okay, that a lot of the people that come here that search for better lives, they usually are able to find some form of job, right? Because they're willing to do things that nobody wants to do. They're willing to work in hotels. They're willing to clean the streets. They're willing to be gardeners. And although there's nothing wrong with those jobs, um, they're, in many cases, they're low paying. You know, they're like $10 an hour and people, American companies out there hire them because of their cheap labor. Okay. And, you know, how would you feel, you know, hey, these people are, you know, when I say, when I say these people, I mean, Latin American people coming from other countries, these people trying to look for these types of jobs are getting paid less than minimum wage at times. They're not getting paid $15 an hour. They're not getting paid $12 an hour. They're getting paid $10 or less, okay? Which is something that most people here in the United States, and I'm talking about citizens, even permanent residents, will not want as a job. You know why? Because it pays too little. There's no benefits. And usually you're working long hours, and you think of a job like a gardener, for instance. Some of these men... Um, that come here to do those jobs, they're working seven days a week, $10, $10 an hour. They're maybe working 10-hour days. And many times what a lot of these American employers will do is they won't even pay them by the per hour. They'll pay them on a flat rate per day. You know, So they're probably making less than $10 an hour. Okay, and why do I know this? It's because... because of just my interaction with the culture, my interaction with people who have come to a country um, who are not from here. You know, I don't like to use the word illegal, illegal alien, like there's some other form of life form that doesn't belong here. They're, yeah, they're just undocumented people. They're people that, that you know, you look up and you're not going to be able to find them in our country. They don't have a social security number. They don't, they have a date of birth, obviously. They have a name. Um, but they're not from here. So this is a very hot topic for many for for in our country, right? Because you have two sides of the coin here. You have the side of the coin where we have people who are trying to blame them for our problems. They're trying to take our jobs. They're stealing our jobs. Um, we're trying to give jobs to Americans first. But you know what? Like I mentioned before, many of those those who come here do not want those jobs. Do you think, do you think Americans are going to work in the farmlands? Do you think they're going to pick fruit? Do you think they're going to be in the hot sun all day for hours and hours sweating it out? To some degree, yeah, maybe some will. But for most degree, no, no, they're not. The person that's really going to do that is probably the person who owns those farms or whatever that's growing our fruit. Yeah, they're, they're probably... 100% American. They're, you know, they, they probably have the farms in their family history for decades. Um, the workers are is how they get cheap labor. All right. We live in a country of cheap labor. So let's get that straight with people. We, we are trying to essentially say, okay, well, you know, we want to put American jobs first, which is, it's great. You know, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But we are deceiving ourselves when we say we want cheap labor and we want it cheaply, you know, we, we want it cheaply in China and other countries and that's fine. But, you know, here we're not going to get cheap labor, uh, paying an American, paying somebody who was born here. No one is going to want to work seven days a week, 10 hours a day or more, picking fruit all day, trying to survive. It's just not going to do it. They're not going to do it, you know. And that's because of our culture now. Um, we there used to be a point in our culture where that was fine, where where people would be okay working those type of jobs, um, because you know, especially immigrants, for instance. Um, but decades ago, these jobs that we're speaking of were very highly sought after. But what happened is we sold out. We sold out to other countries to help make our products cheaper. And in, in doing so, we said, you know what? Well, might as well, if we're going to sell our products and have it made in China, India, Bangladesh, 
and get cheap labor over there. You know, we, we might as well try to do the same model over here in the United States. But you know what? Let, let's use immigrants instead, you know, because most Americans are not going to want to do that. You know, and if, if you feel I'm wrong, then prove me wrong. You know, go work in the fields. Go work as a gardener. You know, go work, you know, do those jobs, those construction jobs that are hard labor and pay low wages. Um, they're all they're all out there. You know, um, I think what what thing most Americans forget is that we have the ability to go to school. We have the ability to educate ourselves. We have the ability to get better jobs and work in different fields. Um, we have that ability here. Some choose to do it. Some choose not to. I happen to choose to keep pushing forward and better my life and, and, and not st stick in the status quo of being in the same job and dead end jobs and being there. You know, some people choose to do that. You know, I don't. You know, I take risks with my career in a positive way because I want to better myself. Many people don't do that and that's on them. You know, but that's the same system when it comes to those people, um, immigrants coming here to try to better their lives. They were willing to do anything it takes. And many times Americans here are not willing to do what it takes. There's a lot of lazy Americans out there, to be honest. There's a lot of lazy people in general. I know in the world, I just won't generalize, but especially in the United States, there's a lot of lazy people out there who will try to take advantage of the system. They will try to live off welfare. They will try to live off you know, government assistance, you know, and I'm not saying everybody does it, but there are people that do it, you know, they feel it's worth it not to go to work, but to live off the government because it's just better, you know, it's cheaper for, it's, it's less stressful for them. So, you know, again, every culture is different. We all essentially have almost the same problems in a way, you know, racism, hate, those prejudices, um, those all exist in every country, you know. So even in countries where you may not think they exist, you know, um, you know, even in countries like India, for instance, okay, where, yeah, in India, you know, they have major forms of prejudicism towards towards their own people at times. Um, many times, like here, they favor those Indians who are lighter skinned who look more European, um, those who are more wealthier, you know, it, it all draws back to certain factors in our culture where we respect people more because they have certain things. They have more money. They have lighter skin. They have blue eyes. They have certain skin tone, you know. Um, we'd be deceiving ourselves to think that, that we treat everybody equally because we don't, all right? I know that because I, I couldn't contest to that, okay? I am not white, okay? Um, I know I'm Joe Meyer, but I have Hispanic ancestry in my blood, and I'm Mexican, Puerto Rican. I have Polish. You know, I probably have some German in there somewhere. But when you look at me, um, I'm a very tan person one because i'm very much in the sun a lot i like to walk around um but underneath i mean you could tell i'm i'm not white and i don't have a fair skin color so people have treated me like you know hispanic right and my observation in my life has people have treated me differently because of that right now i'm not saying it's all full-blown racism and people hating me and all that but people have treated me differently because of that and especially you know just how I look and it exists today it also exists for my wife Dahlia who is Salvadorian who is not white-skinned or light-skinned and she definitely gets a harder brunt of a prejudice racism towards her because people think of less of her because she's not from here she speaks fluent English she speaks she does have an accent which is understandable which makes her very self-conscious but she is somebody who has struggled with that till this day, feeling like she is not valuable, that people treat her like a piece of shit, you know. And, you know, it's, it breaks my heart. It hurts me. And the only advice I can tell her at times is, you know what, you got to fight back. You can't let people treat you like that. You can't let people walk over you. Um, 
you got to speak up and you know what hell with it if you if they feel like they want to fire you because you speak up well then they're not worth being around right no one should have to deal with that every day right so i mean how do we get from that point how do we get better in this world from that point right it's not going to be easy you know it's it's not something that's going to get cleaned up every night um it's not something that's going to go away it's something that's probably going to persist something that's going to get worse um because we need people who in this country who condone racism okay we need people in this country who's going to fight against racism and hate who is are going to try to put a stop to it but we haven't really had anybody to do that have we you know we have a president who doesn't condone it he actually probably encourages racism he encourages hate he encourages people to fight one another he encourages um society to he causes division okay um i'm not saying the future president if that's biden president trump whoever i'm not saying that they're going to make things better um we don't even know that to be honest we don't know what the agenda is to try to solve these kind of major uh sociolog- social issues that go on have been going on for decades right this is not racism is not anything new right um people get angry because they look at our history in the United States and the thing about things that that I was learning today is that um state of California one of the pastors um I saw one of these pastors they were posting this video and it was showing that how in the state capitol they were removing a statue of I think the queen and Christopher Columbus okay now and it was there since 1863 in the state capitol all right now I know it's a statue right but we are in this cancel culture where we want to get rid of everything that really reflects on our history right now i'm not saying that getting the real statue you know is not important it's christopher columbus all right and my belief system is yeah did he did he help discover america to yes did he bring pilgrims to the united states to try to um to make a better life because of um religious freedom because they weren't able to practice you know um christianity where they were from of course that's important but you know what what people tend to forget is Christopher Columbus who also came here he also killed indians he also took their land he also brought diseases over i think smallpox was one of them and people tend to forget that you know people want to make him out to be some type of hero or saint when the native americans were actually here hundreds of years before Christopher Columbus came here So they're actually the original founders here, but we 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 tend to forget that, right? We tend to forget how important the Native Americans are to this country, and you just look at an example of how we treat them today, right? We yeah, we give them their own reservation land to live off of, which you know it's, it's we we gave to them, but they're also treated like outsiders. They're also treated like they don't belong here, and we still have people today that treat them that way, right? I I find their culture beautiful. I don't have I don't have any friends or anybody that's Native American. I don't know anybody that's Native American. Um but I find their culture beautiful. I find they have a beautiful history. Um I think my grandfather Moses has some Native American blood in him him from he lived in uh he's from Mexico. So um I forget the name of the the Native Americans that were there. um or indians however you want to call them you know but i i say native americans natives um indigenous people yeah that's a better word indigenous people um and you know people have told me hey you look you and and they don't think they mean to be offensive but they're like oh you look kind of indian you know you look like you know you're like native american or indigenous you know it's like like there's something in me that that looks that way and my grandfather I think does you know he had that that kind of that look you know um that kind of indigenous kind of look with the darker skin um you know he tough guy tough man I loved him you know um 
World War II veteran, you know, fought for our country, you know, and he he came over here legally with a, a visa or however he came over here. But I've seen the records, physical records that he's he came over here legally, um, and he and you know I'm sure he came over here for a better life, right? Um, but I was saying is that you know we are in a cancel culture. We want to get rid of anything. Some of the things I'm pretty upset about that we want to get rid of, which maybe some will probably think um, that I shouldn't be upset about. Like, why would I be upset about that? Um, because they're, they may not mean that much. But recently, we're going to be, um, I think Quaker Oats is going to be, or Pepsi is going to be redoing the Aunt Jemima um, products, um, uh, cream of wheat, um, Mrs. Butterworth, Eskimo Pies, you know, I mean, come on, where does it end? You know, where, where does it end? There's mascots that are trying to get rid of um, their mascots because maybe they're Native American. But you know what? The, the thing about it is that many times the cultures that represent, the, the mascots that are representing these cultures like Native Americans, even Native Americans are not even offended by it. We, we have a bigger problem with, with those things than Native Americans do, right? And I've read cases on that. I've read pieces where um, Native Americans will say, you know, we, we don't even have a problem with you using, you know, an Indian, you know, as a mascot, you know. Um, I guess because, you know, many times Native Americans, that's their representation. And, and you know, certain things, you know, I guess you could use it in a negative way. You know, I think in baseball, they used to do what's called the tomahawk and they had to get rid of that. And I can understand that, but the the physical, the physical manifestation of a mascot of a, of an Indian or a Native American, you know, is not something that should be ashamed of, right? It's something that we should all be proud of. But people want to bring um, shame to it. People want to make us feel bad about having that. Um, the history I'm still learning about in cases of like Aunt Jemima, and I think the history was it, she was a slave. And she was became an American, and I think she was like the first millionaire, you know. So, but we want to forget her history because we want to wipe her off the face of the earth as far as the boxes. And even the family feels like, hey, you know what? You're basically wiping us off the face of the earth, trying to wipe out our history by doing this. So, where, where's the consideration into that, right? So, again. I think it's important that we realize that sometimes we take it too far. We take it too far, you know, with, with certain things. Um, and, and some out there who are listening may feel that I'm not, that I'm condoning it, that I'm accepting racism, um, that I'm accepting it. That, But you know what? The thing is that we have had these products, for instance, for decades Okay, how long has Aunt Jemima been around? Decades and decades. And it's we're only feel, feeling offended by it now, you know? And then the other thing they're going to get rid of or redo is they're going to redo um, in Disneyland. They're going to redo the log ride with Song of the South, which I've never seen Song of the South, the movie, because it's so old that they don't make copies of it anymore. Um, I've seen snippets of it with the song zippity doo right? And see, that's another way we're getting rid of history. We're, we're trying to erase history as far as what people know about it. People have interest in it. And what's next? Are we going to try to erase um, the Tolerance Museum? Try to erase uh, what happened with um, the Holocaust? You know, because we're, we're too afraid to offend people. You know, that, that's, that's kind of where we're going, right? Um, it's unfortunate. And I, that's something I don't agree with, you know. Um, I, I think that we should not necessarily ha embrace em embrace things like slavery, racism, of course not. But we should have them around to know that they existed. Because my opinion is that many times what's going on is that we're trying to rewrite history. And we're trying to rewrite history books. So history books um, have are, are trying to be rewritten as we speak. That those in high school, those learning history, things are trying to be wiped out so they don't exist. So we need to do our own research because that's not going to go away. 
You know, we need to do our own writing. We need to do our own thoughts. We need to make sure we never forget things that happened in our country, that that the horrible things that happened, right? Um, racism, slavery, um, assassinations, people who were killed due to to hate and racism in our country should not be wiped out. They should not be forgotten, you know? So um, I think, unfortunately, it's sad to say that history repeats itself, you know? Um, as a Christian, we see this in the Bible. We see this in Egypt. We see this in Roman, uh, Rome, you know, as far as what people live like at those times. And it's very similar to what we live through today. Obviously, they didn't have technology, but they still had entertainment. They still had certain ways people tried to live their lives. They still had greed. They still had narcissism. They still had people who are, who just felt like it was important that we just really like honor one person, you know, which was Caesar. You know, we had to honor him. We had to honor Caesar. And that's the way it is today. We have to honor Caesar. And who's Caesar? Yeah, and in this day and age, it's probably Trump right now, all right? You know, we should be honoring God. We should be honoring Jesus. And I'm not trying to make this a Christian message, but that's who we should be honoring today. But you know what? Our country honors for those for those, for many cases, who follow him, yeah, that's their God. That's who they want to follow. That's who they're who they're grasping on every word about today, you know. And it's sad, quite sad. And I'm not saying that Biden, Hillary, whoever is going to be president in the future is the better one, you know. We're going to get flawed people no matter what. No matter what. Some people are more flawed than others. Okay. Biden is not perfect. All right. For instance, as an example, the guy is 77 years old. All right. The guy's been in government for decades. So he knows how it works. Um, the guy's probably going through old age, you know, like anybody else. You know, I don't think he's going through Alzheimer's or dementia or anything like that. People like to point that out. Like, oh, he's having, oh, he's going through that. No, he has slips of the tongue. Um, he's still coherent. He still can communicate, but he's old, you know, we're all going to get there, you know, not everybody is going to get to the point where they can speak coherently and make form all sentences all the time and form thoughts exactly like we did when we're 20 years old. It doesn't work that way. All right. And if you think that it does, then you're fooling yourself because if you're, if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, you know, you know, when you start getting into maybe your 50s, 60s, 70s, yeah, you'll start seeing differences. I'm actually 40 years old. So I'm sure in, in, a, in about 30 years, maybe even less, who knows, that I, I'll start seeing changes in how my mind works, how I speak, how I communicate. Will I be able to form thoughts like I did before? I don't know. I hope I can. Um, but the man, as far as Biden, he will have people that support him, that support our country. And although he's not everything that we, as Christians, he's not going to support, he's not a Christian. He's not, you know, I don't know if he follows God. Do Is it nice that when people follow God and they're running our country? Of course, you know, our own president does not follow God. Okay, so, and that's that's the big, that's the big thing with Christians who follow Trump is you try to tell him that, well, he doesn't even believe in God. Oh, well, but, 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 but he is making our agenda happen. He is fighting for us, right? Yeah, you have Christians who are supposedly in the White House, who are supposed to be his advisors, that are not very Christians-like, okay? The things that they say, the people that they're supposed to protect, like the poor, they don't protect the poor. They actually try to take things away from the poor, so how is that Christian, right? Yeah, they have a, a, a White House Bible study. Wow, big deal, right? And don't get me wrong, I have nothing against Bible studies, obviously. I, I encourage them for all us Christians. But yeah, if it's it, what's the point of having a Bible study when you're not going to follow the Word of God? When you're just praying for no reason, just for like to get a result that you want. Okay, let me let me pray to make more money. Let me pray 
to to do these things. Yeah, and I, I, God will hear your prayers regardless. But you know what? You have to believe in Him. You're, he's not going to hear anything if you give Him empty prayers. Okay? You have to believe in your heart that He exists. Alright? Now, people will tell me, Joseph, you know, you, you don't know what Trump thinks. You don't know if he's a Christian. You don't know if he loves God. You don't know. You're not there. Yeah, I'm not, right? You can only tell a man by his character, right? The character of a man, how he treats people. Does he treat people with dignity, with respect? Does he, does he, does he talk in a way that's respectful towards people? I'm not saying empty words, and that's what many people accused Obama of. Like He was an eloquent speaker. He spoke very well. People loved how he communicated. He was an intelli- he's an intelligent man, no doubt, right? Obama is an intelligent man. Trump, in my opinion, is not. And I'm not trying to bash him. But he's not an intelligent man, in my opinion. Obama was, you know. I think he went to Columbia. Um, so he's an intelligent man. He has a lot of... And what the guy does now, you, you see what he's doing. He's he's involved in many different things. He's a speaker. He's in, you know, he works, for, I think, with Netflix. You know, his wife is just very intelligent. His kids are intelligent. You know, you look at the character of that man. And although he's not perfect, he made mistakes in his presidency like anything else. You know, at the end of the day, people love him. People admire him. People respect him. Right? Um... And that's only, you know, because of the character of a man, character of a woman, of who they are, right? I don't see that in our current administration. I'm sorry, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, put down those out there who believe in him because some of you may disengage or you may say, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to listen to him bash him, my president, you know, we should be praying for this country. And I agree we should be, we should be praying for the president. I agree. But you know what? Deep down that our president does look like he has somebody who is going through dementia. Okay, and I, I should know because my grandfather went through Alzheimer's. I saw the signs. I saw the things that he would, the way he would act. Okay, and I think my grandfather started going through dementia, Alzheimer's. He's probably about 77. He died when he was about 83. So... It takes, I think, roughly takes about five years before the full effects happen. So, in about probably by the time Trump is eighty-three, he he should probably he's probably going to be a lot worse than you expect. Um, so, is that the president you want running for this country? You know, somebody who's um, who's going through that. And I'm I'm not saying that um, Biden can't go through that. Of course he can, but at least. He has somebody who can possibly back him up. And that's why I think he's trying to look for somebody who's younger, a woman. And I think I, I'm a firm believer that we need a woman in that, in, in, in our presidency. We need a woman to, to run things. And I believe women have the capabilities. There's a lot of women, men out there who feel women do not have the capabilities. Like they were living in 1950s. We have more women, more, there's more women capable of doing things out there than men. There are more intelligent women out there than men. There's harder working women out there than men. You know, that's my belief, you know. So, I, and you can see I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the progressive side, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I have thoughts that we, um, we should be listening to these things, you know. I, I wasn't, probably about five years ago, I was not into politics. I could care less about it. You know, going with the whole Hillary Trump thing, I had no idea what was going on back then. I wasn't paying attention, to be honest. You know, I was kind of listening to news at a very minimal level. You know, I could see that what was going on back then. You know, people obviously, many GOP, they hate Hillary. I absolutely hate her. And she's an intelligent woman, no doubt. But people hate what she stands for, right? People hate her, you know. And... They, they, people, GOP, people went out of their way to try to, you know, get her, so to speak. She made mistakes too. There's things that she did she's probably not proud of, right? I mean, she and Bill have a long history of things that happened in that, in their marriage and for this country. So it's not, it's never been a kind of a perfect storm, so to speak, with them, right? So, but they are still very much loved today. 
People love Hillary and Bill. People love that family. People love the Bushes, you know. They're still very much loved, you know, even though people don't agree with them. But you know what? What ultimately people understand about them, those like the Bushes, Obamas, Clintons, they all had a certain amount of humanity in them. They also cared about people, in my opinion. They also felt compassion, empathy. Our president doesn't give a damn about that. He doesn't give, have empathy for nobody but himself. He just wants the news cycle to be about him. He just wants to feel like he's the one in the room that everybody's looking at and staring at all the time. And he doesn't want anybody else to get the attention. He doesn't even want Melania, his son, to get the attention. He wants the attention. That's all. That's why you never see them. They're in the background. You never hear from them. Even I'm sure the things that when Melania makes some type of statement, he's probably in the background complaining about it, how you know he doesn't want the statement to be um, too strong or too something that people are going to remember because it, he wants it to be about him, okay? Truthfully, right? But anyways, how we switched gears, right? <laughs> Switching gears for a moment because let's get off the politics cycle for a second. You know, I'm... As you can see, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about it because it, it it's not so much as exciting. It kind of more angers me than anything else. But this is the way I get out. This is the way I stop, I talk about it. This is how I get it out of my system because you know what? It, 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 it's hard to do it online, you know, because you have trolls. You have people out there. Here, I could just say this to all of you out there and you could listen. You could turn me off. You can get annoyed by my voice. Hopefully you listen. Um, but it, it's important to know that, hey, you know what? These are all important topics, right? So switching gears a little bit. Um, so this is my last week at my current job, okay? So it's exciting, a little nerve-wracking as well. Um, like those who listen about... Back in November, I was let go from a position, laid off. Um, so that was really devastating for me. I was pissed off for a long time. And I'm still pissed off to this day about that happening because my time was cut short there. And it was a position that I had never done before. Um, it's in software. And I always felt like, hey, you know, my education got cut short here and I needed to continue. So, you know, I still had to get a job. I still had to support my family in the best way I could. Um, I found a position in real estate, administrative type work. Um, and it's been okay. You know, I'll say that. It's, it's not the most exciting job, to be honest with you. It's, it's a little boring at times. Um, I have coworkers who work overseas, sitting for different countries. And I have my other coworkers who work here with me. Um, but I have one coworker I've talked about who's been particularly difficult to work with. It's a young woman, you know. Um, I think she just, to be honest, she just doesn't like me. You know, and I shouldn't care that much about it. But she bothers me because she nitpicks at my work. And she's not even the boss, right? And my boss, unfortunately, doesn't do anything about it. You know, I've tried having discussions with him. But his approach has been, hey, you know what? She's not doing anything wrong. I'm not going to stop her. Um, as long as she gets her work done, she has free reign to do whatever she wants, right? So that's the attitude, right? And it's not like I'm trying to get people in trouble. It's not like I'm trying to get people fired. Um, it's nothing like that. There has to be fairness in the workplace. And although that's we all want fairness, it doesn't always ex exist, unfortunately, right? So fairness is one of those things that... It has to come from the top. It has to come from management because I can try to implement fairness, but my word means nothing there. So working in these last few months, there have been going on seven months now, I really don't feel I've made a huge impact there, even though I've tried. I've tried to be friendly, which I am. I've tried to be a productive employee, which I feel I am. Um, but after a point, you feel like you're not really being treated fairly. You're not really valued. Do You start not getting motivated anymore and you stop wanting to be there. And I think that's part of the reason 
that's what kind of happened to me is that I just got tired of being there. And, and I, I truly do miss my old job. Um, so this new position that I'm starting July 8th, it's back in software again. Um, it's exciting because it's going to be, I'm going to be learning something new. I'm going to be learning everything about project management, working on projects again, working with credit unions, financial institutions, um, with our software, implementing it within their software. So I'm excited. You know, I don't know what the future is going to hold for that position. I'm going to sure as hell try my hardest to be a good employee and be my best. But in this day and age, you know, you never know what with, with employers, right? I mean, no one, no one is secure anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, even, it's best to even be, you know, um, self-employed. I mean, I would highly recommend that. I would even do it myself if I didn't. If I didn't have that fear of like not getting paid or not having a paycheck come through, um, not having insurance for my family, um, you know, that's what I, I fear about, you know. Um, so it's just one of those things where I'm trying my hardest to b- pick up skills along the way that I can build onto something much bigger than I had before. And projects have always been one of those areas that I've loved. I love working in projects. I love hopefully being a project manager one day, um, being in that type of environment. And um, I'm still young, but, you know, time is, is a ticking. You know, time is a ticking on things. And the older I get, the, the shorter time I get to really try to do these things. And, you know, most of everyone who's out there, you know, if you're in your 20s, you don't know yet. <laughs> um, but once you start hitting your 30s, 30s goes by, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and then you start deciding, hey, you know what, I, where the hell did my life go? You know, so, you know, we always want to make sure that, hey, we live a fulfilling life, right? We live a fulfilling life away from hate, away from prejudicism, praise from anger, you know, live a life full of peace and love. And, and if you're a Christian, God bless you, uh, you know, let me know who you are and I'll pray for you, um, and I'll, I pray for my family that we have prosperity, that we are on the right track to doing good things. And I believe we are. I think I've hopefully turned a page because I went through years and years of hardship to try to get things right, you know. I think it was just the jobs that I was in before. You know, they weren't very fulfilling. They weren't, they weren't the best pain all the time. And raising a family, I always need to try to do my best. And push, push, push. And that's what I encourage everyone to do. Just push yourself, push yourself, push. And um, keep going. And you're going to reach the stars. You're going to reach them. You know, um, keep doing that, you know. Um, but, you know, I start July 8th. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Kind of have a, a little bit of imposter s- syndrome going on where I just feel like, hey, you know what? I want to make sure that I, I'm not you know, faking it until I make it, you know, these are all important things. And a lot of us go through those issues, um, feelings, so to speak. So I'm looking forward to meeting new people, being excited to come to work again. You know, I know it's going to be stressful. It's going to be challenging. It's going to rack my brain like the other job did, but it's going to, I hope it's going to be okay. You know, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm not as scared as I once was before, and I'm not as naive as I was like 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I'm, I'm, I've grown like many people do over the years. I've actually grown a little bit more cynical. I've grown more pessimistic. I'm not as optimistic or idealistic as I once was when I was y- y- younger. You know, you know. I don't really believe that anybody can do anything in this world. I'm sorry to say, you know, we're all built with gifts in our life we're all built with talents and we need to figure those talents out you know i tell my students as an instructor that you know we all have gifts you know not everybody's meant to be a doctor not everyone's meant to be a lawyer uh, or a tech genius you know not not everybody's meant like that we all have our our gifts um we do have abilities to do great things i'll say that but we really have to think long and hard about what we want those great things to be and really focus our attention on it and make sure we never give up, right? That's why I continue to write. I continue to focus on my writing. It's been hard time-wise, but I really need to finish that book. Um, 
I really need to finish it. It's I'm editing it right now. It's about 330 pages. I think I'm about halfway through editing it. I've cut a lot of things out that were not really <laughs> important. Um, but even that's been difficult. Um, I still blog. Um, try to do it on a weekly basis because that is still important to me. Um, I still feel like my writing's a very big part of my life. You know, and now with a podcast, I'm on Apple iTunes or Apple App Podcast, excuse me. I'm with here with you guys. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm I'm a blogger. I'm Joseph Joseph com. So come look me up, look at my blogs, reach out to me. I'm also on Twitter, Joseph R. Meyer. I'm also on Facebook, but I'm contemplating getting rid of the Facebook. You know, so. I'm not a big proponent. I'm not a big person with Facebook. I, I, to be honest, it really sickens me that they sell your information. And I'm not saying that Twitter doesn't do it, but the things that they're trying to create at Facebook, you know, trying to allow disinformation, you know, I think it's really sickening that they allowed it. And plus, you know what? I really don't like Zuckerberg. Okay. You know, second richest man in the world for for what? Well, what does he do? What does he provide us? He provides no products. You know, yeah, he provides Facebook to the world, right? So he's found a way to sell our information, make his billions, and we get nothing out of that, right? So again, somebody getting rich off us, right? Exploiting the people, right? So again, we have to think about those things. So I'm still considering that. I, I think Facebook is not really the platform. I'm not really on it. I think what I end up doing more is looking on Facebook to try to see all I, I kind of like drawn towards stupidity on there where I just see a lot of stupid videos of people getting angry, people acting like total a-holes to each other and people, you know, you know, putting stupid crap on there. So I, I think it's kind of a waste of time, but um, but, you know, I'll, I'll have to decide that soon. But, um, so what else, what else is out there? What else in the world? Right. I, I want to make more podcasts on a regular basis. It's just time wise. It's been hectic taking my wife to work in the evenings. My daughter's using the computer and sometimes I like to like, just make it so, you know, where uh, eventually my daughter will get a computer right now. She's using mine. And, you know, trying to focus on that um, try to focus on my writing. Um, so as you can see, I'm just kind of babbling right now. <laughs> so, you know, uh, how about we play a real quick song here? One of my favorites um, that's from one of the Rocky soundtracks, but it's no easy way out. So let's let's listen to this one.
So one of my favorite songs, and I think that's from Rocky Three, when um, Mickey dies and Rocky Balboa is getting in his Ferrari, and um, you know he actually had a kind of an argument with Adrian about her belief in him, and, and um, is it Rocky Three? It might have been Rock. No, Rocky Four. I'm sorry. It's when he. Um, was going to go fight Drago, you know, so Ben Adrian was fighting Rocky about that, that she doesn't believe he will win after Drago just killed Creed, you know, so he's in his car. And, and, and when I think of this song, you know, I think of no easy way out. Right. So thinking about like what it takes to get where you want to get in life, right? Where, did, what it takes to get there, you know, um, I think it's important that we, we realize that it's a struggle and we, and a lot of us struggle, some don't struggle as much as others, but it's a struggle out there. And when I think of that song, when I play it, I think of my struggles. I think of all of the beautiful things in my life. I think about when my daughter was born. I think about when I got married, when I met my wife, I think a lot about incredible events in my life, right? Um, for, you know, Rocky kind of had those flashbacks, of when he was driving, uh, when he was fighting Creed, when he when Mickey died, and just getting those blows in the head all the time, and just thinking about all those moments, um, and it's no easy way out because you know what, he knows that he has to push himself to reach higher planes, higher potential, and that's what we all have to do, right? We all have to do that. Um, and I think it's important, and I, I love this song. I think it's by Robert Tepper, Robert Tepper, I think that's his name. Um, so this song kind of really gets me. I love all the Rocky songs. <laughs> um, Eye of the Tiger, obviously, you've heard that one. Um, I love Survivor. That's a good band. I only know a couple of their songs, obviously, but they're they're decent, you know. I don't know how many people listen to them nowadays, but um, here's another one of my favorites here. Let's see here. See if you can guess who it is. The Eagles, all right, for those who guessed it, and I'm a big Eagles fan, you know, I never gone to one of their concerts, but um, I think some people even said they're the worst band in the world, but I highly disagree, I think they're one of the best, you know, their songs are timeless, you know, so, and I'm a big romantic too, so, <laughs> um, so just thinking about that, but where, where can I leave off today, you know, leaving off to let everyone know that Keep pushing for the stars. Never give up. Go for those things that you want in life. And fight for it. Fight. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because we can't give up. We have a long life to go for most of us. Some people's lives are cut short and they don't get to live their life. But those who are living right now, we need to fight each day. We need to remember that this life is meant to be lived and it's meant to be enjoyed 
Because ultimately that's what God wants. God wants you to enjoy your life. God wants to have give peace in your life. God wants you to have prosperity. You know, but also God wants you to acknowledge in him and love him. And God is Jesus. Okay? This is not supposed to be a Christian message, but ultimately I want everybody to know out there who I am. You know, that's who I am. Okay? I'm not a bad guy. I'm I'm a man. I'm a flawed man. I make mistakes like anybody else. I fail like anybody else. And I get up each morning and I pick myself up and I say, how am I not going to fail today? And when I do fail, I, I thank God for His grace and mercy in my life. And I say, please forgive me, God. And please forgive me every time I fail. And He says, son, I, I forgive you. I love you. And He sends me on to the world. And He's right there with me. So, remembering everybody that somebody loves you out there. It's Jesus. And it's your family as well, obviously. But Jesus loves you ultimately. Because he died for us. He made the ultimate sacrifice. Right? So thank you everyone for joining on uh, Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Another podcast. Another rant and rave. And hopefully all of you learn from me. Get to know who I really am. And, and you know, continue to follow me. Continue to get to know me. And thank you for taking your time to get to know me and spend time with me. Hear my annoying voice, which I... I, I I believe it, it is annoying at times, but I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll try to change up my voice a little bit. <laughs> but thank you for everyone for joining us. And um, thank you. And I'm just going to lead out with this song, okay? One last time. Thanks everyone for joining, and until next time, this is Just Talk with Joe Myers.